Hey there, welcome back to Live Bold and Boss Up. It's your girls, Steph and Ash. We really appreciate you listening in. Love our listeners. This week we chat with Christina Weaver. She's been in the entrepreneur space for the last 18 years, perfecting her craft and retail event and hospitality space. Really her focus has been on just making the world a little bit better and we love that. And um, right now she is the co-founder of The Women's Creative. Um, and within that space is Procure, which is a beautiful shop. And hopefully you'll listen on YouTube or check it out on YouTube because we're literally in her shop in Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. She has a, um, a shop here in Hyde Park, Tampa, and then in St. Louis. And it's just so beautiful. We it give you a little tour. Oh my gosh, we give you a tour. <laughs> it's so gorgeous. And all the products there are from other women, other small businesses. It's really a beautiful thing. She tells us all about it. So I, I'll, you know, I won't go into detail, let her explain, but it is just really, it was a really refreshing conversation. It was. We are in the Pro Cure um, Boutique. Is that what you call it? It is beautiful in here. Gorgeous. If you can see behind us, um, it's just a gorgeous shop and we'll give you a little tour. Yeah, after. we might just get down right now and start shopping. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I already asked her. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I would join you. I, there's always new things in here and I'm like so curious yeah, like, you to look around. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> how do you procure all these items? How do you pick out all the ones that you want in the shop? Yeah. Well, that's what's incredible, I think, is that there are so many. I mean, when I say so many, like literally thousands of women who are producing incredible products, who are designers and makers and who are just kind of like thinking, just kind of just solving problems essentially um, by creating product. And so we have a lot to choose from. And then we select them usually by category and then um, by the size and whether or not the business owner is interested in actually growing and being exposed to a larger audience, if they can keep up with the inventory that we need. There's lots of different considerations, but let's back up a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Because we jumped right in. I know. I'm sorry. Did. We were talking about the shop. Okay. I got all excited. Procure. <laughs> Procure is a uh, retail solution for small product-based businesses who are trying to get into the market and grow their business. Um, if you are one of those businesses, you know this well, if you've been around them, you know it well, you, when you have an idea to create a product, you have to make it, create a brand, do all the marketing for it, all the content curation, and then you've got to hit the streets, whether that's, um, whether that's markets or going to retail stores, you do everything, you wear every hat. It's, it can be very, very difficult. Most women go into it completely bootstrapping it. Like, really with a credit card and a dream. And they get stuck or they get tired or they feel like they're spinning their wheels. And so we created Procure as a solution to support with that. At Procure, those women come to our door, they drop it off their products, we give them a hug, we cheer them on, we send them out the door, we take care of everything else. So it really is that like sales solution and hopefully supportive kind of cheerleader community for them to help them keep going and growing while they're trying to figure out how do I get funding or how do I get into major retailers or what is looking, what is growing my e-commerce store look like? Um, and hopefully in the process, we're selling enough product that we're infusing cash into their business to help that business organically grow. 
This is amazing. I love the idea. And you are helping small businesses all over. Mm-hmm. Like not in your small business yourself. And you're helping yeah. women and women-owned businesses and startups help grow. Like what a rewarding like concept. It's a, it's been really, really fun. It also is squeezing ourselves into an industry, a retail, like retail is hard. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, we came into it so hot, being so excited. Like we are gonna rethink retail. We're gonna put the humanity back into it. We're gonna build a team that we feel really confident in who is, you know, we're going to try to avoid having like a toxic environment. We want a really, really great like working environment, want a beautiful space, we want to do events and all these things were all these hats and um it, it was a lot <laughs> we were you know we were really excited we we're going to solve all the world's problems with these little stores and they are there's two of them there's one in st louis and one in tampa and they are precious wonderful places but we are we're really really figuring it out so um yeah we have really honed in on the fact that like you know, especially right now with the economy a little bit softer, um, cash is important and people need money. So we really are focusing on sales. Um, how do we move more product out of the store for these businesses? Mm-hmm. Um, and a little less on what we originally thought was gonna be like the incubator piece of our business where we're doing workshops and teaching you know, women who are growing their business how to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been an interesting pivot, but yeah. So you do that too, you help them like with understanding how to run a business as well? We do, um, yes. It's really interesting because um, we sell for a lot of businesses that don't sell in other stores. So sometimes we end up being their their marketing director, their product development consultant. Um, Sometimes we're just their general business coach. Um, People come to us asking, you know, where where do I find an accountant? Or am I um, approaching this correctly from like a tax point of view? I mean, we get all kinds Mm -hmm. of questions. So we do always connect women with resources. And then when we can, we get them together and yeah, we, you know, do what women do best when we're together. We talk and we resource and we network right. and we crowdsource our mm-hmm. knowledge. And so, yeah, we, we do that as much as we possibly can. Um, but like I said, we've kind of, we it's been a learning curve for us to figure out just how to sell the volume um, that our, our brand partners need. So we call everyone we sell in the store, we call them a brand partner. Okay, yeah. I like that. Now, you obviously didn't just start off with Procure and this idea that's been, what, 18 years of business creation in the mm-hmm. making, right? Yes. What, um, what made you start this journey? Oh man, I don't know. Overconfidence. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this, like, I love that. I love it. The sense that I could for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, I, I think I am someone who likes to solve problems. I was that kid who um, had to switch schools in middle school because I was failing out of one that was too easy for me. Um, so I love a challenge. I love approaching something that I've never done before and just figuring it out. And that has been um, in part uh, like kind of what originally got me going. Um, I think also I have uh, I have an entrepreneurial family. I come from generations of, of people, you know, in my family, men who have started businesses. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think when I approached them originally with my first idea, which was also a retail store, um, 
it was actually a nonprofit retail store. So um, our current, all of my current businesses are for profits and that is like a whole other conversation. But the first one was a nonprofit and we sold only for um, small co-ops in developing countries that um, supported uh, women who were um, basically of providing for their families. Right. And so um, it was, some things were like fair trade certified, other things weren't. Some things were actually you know, groups of women that I had gone to Uganda or Mexico to actually meet and get to know. Um, so that was really interesting. And that, that it was a technically a fair trade store. We said everything in there was ethically made. And um, yeah, it lasted for about 12 or 13 years. Um, and that was, it was a huge learning curve. Mm -hmm, um, sure. Yeah, countless mistakes and it, you know, almost closed several times and we, we limped it along and, and learned through that one. Um, but yeah, so I've always kind of used retail to help people, um, mm -hmm. which I, I think, I think retail is the ultimate connector. I think it is one of the coolest things that exists for ever since since the beginning of time humanity has bought things we've bought things from each other right and we don't think about the fact that like that is a that's a community thing that's a connection mm -hmm. you're connected to people every time you hold a product i mean whether it's your iphone or um, the honey you bought from the beekeeper in your neighborhood like those things like people were involved and you're connected to the people who created and came up with that and so I love the fact that when you run retail like this, that's a little bit alternative and where we're telling stories, um, you can be more connected with that community and it just feels good. Like mm -hmm. in a world where like we're so techie to hold things that have texture and, and have a, the sensory experience of a really great retail store and also know that the experience in that store helps other people. Mm -hmm. I don't know, that, that for me is like ultimate. That yeah. just is fun. I mean, you're resonating with me right now because I love shopping. Me and my yeah. mom could shop all day long. And like, it's just such a, it's almost like a meditative oh, thing, shopping right? Shopping is self-care. It, it is. is. It's yeah. therapy. It's everything. So I totally get what you're saying. I know. I think for so long I was like, oh, retail therapy. Like people laugh at women. Like they do that instead of actually doing what they need to do to care for themselves. Like that's kind of what I always thought of the concept of retail therapy. Right. Until I like really stopped to think and I was like, no, like the sensory experience that you get when you shop is, is calming. Mm -hmm. Like you're putting your phone down, you're not task oriented. Right. I mean, sometimes we are for shopping for our kids and there's a checklist and all that. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's different. That's you're not running to the grocery store. store. <laughs> yes, that's not what we're talking about. Um, but if you really take your time, it can be interactive with the people that you're with. Um, you know, you're, it's just shared experience um, with both the product and, and the person who's making it and whoever you're with and, and hopefully in procure with whoever you're shopping from. Mm -hmm. So that level of service and care and community is something as a team, you know, we've worked really, really hard. Um, we're not, you know, always improving. Um, but, you know, to really train up hopefully a team of people who, um, make sure everybody who walks in our door feels seen, known, heard, and loved. And those are the kind of our, like, that's our goal. And um, so, yeah, so I, ideally the retail experience is one that, that it uplifts you and it makes you feel a little bit better mm -hmm. when you leave. Yeah. You mentioned um, there were lots of lessons to be learned along the way, lots of mistakes to be made. What would you say has been like your biggest lesson learned and what would you tell other women that are trying to create a business? Like what advice do you give them? Yeah, I 
really felt like when I first started my business, if I'm excited about it and it's something I like, it'll, it'll be great. Mm -hmm. And that, the I think the one mantra that I find myself saying every day is give the people what they want. Do and buy and create business that where there is room in the market and where your customers are responding. And if you don't do that, it's so much harder. Um, we're in the middle of a huge pivot because we paid, uh, we started paying um, a really, really great ad agency, um, media buying agency at the beginning of the summer. And we were, we started doing A-B testing on our language and our content. And we started just with our general business brand, you know, like for women, by women, um, you know, buy from women, that kind of thing. Um, after hundreds of thousands of people saw it, no one resonated. We, we weren't selling anything. Interesting. No one really resonated with that. I think they maybe liked it, but it, as a core forward message, it's not what people wanted. <laughs> and so they came to us and they were like, we know that this is your main focus of your brand. And However, it's not this freaking is what, working. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> yes. You will have to work so hard and spend so much money to be able to really get this off the ground um, that you maybe should consider pivoting. Interesting. And that, you know, I mean, that that's probably one example of thousands. Mm -hmm. um, and in a retail store, it's real obvious if a product sits for a while, nobody's buying it. Yeah. You got to let it go. Um, and so that's been a really interesting, um, like lesson learned and probably the biggest one for me. Oh, that's a great one. Go, go back to when you said you have to be within the market and, and you know, what's, what's kind of open and room to grow. Like, how do you even, can you break that down a little bit? Because what does that even mean? How do you even know yeah. that it's, there's room in the market for that, right? Like, how do you know that people want it? How do you? I don't think you do without testing it. I think you come up with an idea that will always, I think whatever you're presenting, whatever your business is, whether it's a tech company or a human resources service business or a retail store, you probably when you created that concept, it was to solve a problem, right? It's to fill a need. And um, hopefully there's also a really strong why and purpose behind and underneath it um, that's really build, building and developing that brand. Um, but I, you know, you really can't, know whether or not that's ever going to work without testing it. And hopefully you're testing it under the guidance of people who have experience in the industry and can be like, you know what, this won't work. But if you edit just a little, this will. And the goal is to invest in the test and then try not to invest too much more mm -hmm. <laughs> to get to the actual solution. So our pivot isn't a huge one. Um, and it comes out of the advice of people who I hope and it seems like are really experienced and and I feel comfortable with with what they're where they're guiding us and then we're just pivoting as quickly as possible because if you do pivot fast it's cheaper you know wait you know take your time to decide what you're going to do and then when you get to that pivot go fail fast fail well, yeah I mean fail fast but also change fast mm-hmm you know, be willing to, I, I, one of the biggest things is, well, I mean, ha originally having run a nonprofit, you know, what's the, what are like the two things that I've heard over the years that like make nonprofits fail? And it's, um, when founders have founder syndrome, they just cannot, cannot let anything go. Mm. Um, and it's when nonprofits aren't run like businesses. 
And so I think those are the those are lessons that I carried out of that first, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of experience. Where I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be married to anything. There's nothing that we do that I wouldn't stop doing. Right. Um, That's a great mindset and yeah. great advice <laughs> for, for anything. For yeah. yeah. And if I if I need to shut the whole thing down, we're going to shut the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. And it's no big deal. Like I can come up with endless business concepts. We're all it's fine. right. Figure something else out. I like that. I do like that mindset too, right? Mm -hmm. You have to just, hey, if it if it fails, just let it go. There's something better. That means that there's something better, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or it wasn't the right time. Um, I think that was, I at one point, I don't know. So I I started that first business and had that for about 15 years, and then um, I don't know. The story is like long and winding, but um, started through that business. Started a series of vendor markets for women-owned businesses which has evolved into event in a, a public events and, and activations-based service um, where we go into large developments and we'll do vendor markets or we'll do really cool creative events around themes like wellness or um, dance, um, engaging local arts and artisans and small businesses, but also driving traffic and, and supporting that development. Um, and while we were in the middle of that, I um, was still running the retail business and started my second retail store, which was a little more like Procure. There's just three brands in one space. Um, you limited it to only three brands. We did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was it was amazing because when you, you know, I mean, marketing and like how to grow organically on social media is a whole other conversation. But um, you know, you can kind of grow your marketing. You have to use social media. You have to use email lists. Um, you know, I think we all say that like, you know, email is more valuable than social media, but social media is what at the end of the day sucks up our time the most. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have to use social media to grow your email list and kind of invest in both, whatever. Long story short, um, the whole concept behind putting in, in this kind of project where you're putting multiple brands in housed in one space is for, um, collaborative communal social media growth. And that's really, at the end of the day, the goal. And if all these businesses are doing a a decent job on their social, it's pushing people to their websites, which hopefully is pushing people to their email list, which will get them to the next step of that e-commerce buy. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Because hopefully they're tagging Procure, they're tagging whatever. We're tagging them. And so, yeah, when I put those three stores, it was, I just had a hunch at that point, right? It was kind of a test. Never done something like that before. We put those, we put three brands on in one store. It was great. It was also eight months before COVID, so it didn't last very long. Right, but it's all right. It was, was awesome. Yeah, so it was really cool to be able to test that. And then the procure concept, which is about sixty different brands in one place, is like an, the next version of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you started. You have two locations now. You started yeah. in St. Louis, and then this is your second one. Yes. Yeah. So I grew up in Tampa, um, and life has taken us all over the country. I've lived in D.C. and Denver, um, but we kind of landed in St. Louis and have been there for a while, and that's where I've been growing business. And um, yeah, so we had an opportunity to go into a new development there. We're kind of an anchor store in that development, which is really cool. Cool, Yeah, yeah, and we have 2,000 square feet, and we sell for, like I said, about 65 different businesses there. Yeah, and they're local, and like we've got some really great Tampa brands that actually are selling great up there, really? which has been really fun. Cool. Yeah, it's been cool. And in Tampa, you're in the Hyde Park area, which is yes. beautiful, great location. Yeah. Um, and how long have you been here in Hyde Park? Yeah, so we opened in April. Okay. Um, we came to Hyde Park in part because um, 
well, we kind of just pitched it to the developer, you know, the ownership, and they liked the concept. Um, and then they had this second floor space that, um, you know, people have come in and out of a million times up above paper source, up the stairs. And we were so confident. We were like, you know what? We've done retail forever. Like I think combined, my team has worked retail for like 70 years or something crazy. Mm -hmm. So we were like, we can figure this out. Mm -hmm. uh, second floor retail is really, really hard. I would never recommend it. Don't do it. Um, but we were, have been here since um, April and we're, uh, we're here for a year. So we're a pop-up, um, yeah, at Hyde Park until until March, and okay. we're looking for um, yeah what our next potentially hopefully permanent location might be. Yeah, I was going to ask you what's next. Yeah, yeah. So we will um, find a street level retail space. <laughs> um, yeah, but we've invested so much in building community in Tampa that uh, we're going to really we're going to keep it going. Okay. We love to use our space as that community space. We have happy hours, and there we've got. Um, we have some really cool like wreath making classes coming and charcuterie oh, classes and yeah we do some really cool events so we'd like this space is about 900 square feet so we're looking for something that's about 16 to 1800 we'll stay in south tampa mm -hmm. probably won't be in hyde park but maybe mm -hmm. um and we'll go from there nice. awesome yeah. what, what for what's next like going off of steph's question didn't you mention something about water street and doing something over there what's that connection yes so um i have had mentioned that we have this events and service-based business and essentially what it does is it's public activations we do really thoughtful creative public activations get people out some of them are vendor markets and sometimes they're just really cool alternative nights out art experiences um, dog you know fun like dog events things like that um, so I have a couple friends who are also contractors with Water Street, and one of them pulled me in on a project um, a little over a year ago when um, Water Street was just opening. Actually, it was probably exactly a year ago um, when the tenants were just starting to open and the street was finished. And um, we did one project with them, and um, SPP and their, the team there was really happy with us, and so we've had the opportunity to continue doing work, um, which has been awesome, and um, we'll do, I think, at least least uh, five or six more events with them next year. Nice. So, great. Um, That's very exciting. Yeah, it has been really fun. And the same thing at Hyde Park. So we're starting to do um, some events here to help them get some of their public activations kind of restarted. Um, a lot of times, like you, you have to have you kind of have to have events to drive traffic and it's a great way to grow brands. It's similar to like a procure concept. Events bring lots of different brands together. And so both digitally and in person, it's a great way to grow, um, mm -hmm. to grow community. And so we love, I, I love them. I love that. So, so I have to know from your perspective, right? Over these 18 years of being an entrepreneur and trying things and failing and changing quick and being, you know, successful at, all of these things that you've been doing, what what is success to you? What does that mean? Because success can mean multiple things to multiple people. And what does that what does that mean to you? I think it's changed over it, it, it's changed over time, and I think there are seasons where it changes. Um, for me, success is impact. Um, it always has been. I've always built and done businesses that are um, that have a positive impact on the community. Um, so gauging impact, if I'm both in, well, and I guess going back to the give the people what they want, making sure that the people I'm trying to help are actually responding like, oh, this is really helpful. Mm -hmm. And um, building, 
you know, business kind of making making edits to make sure that it's helpful. Um, and then I think, you know, success for me is also like financial success. Right. And it's taken, honestly, a lot of years to be able to like confidently say that out loud. You know, I think for so long I was like, the money will come, we'll figure it out. Um, and now it's like, no, it actually doesn't come unless you yeah. work really hard and like make really hard decisions and, uh, you know, cut your budget and, uh -huh. you know, be really thoughtful. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I would say at, at this moment, it's a balance of both. Mm -hmm. um, I may be having to focus a little bit more on on the financial like fiduciary piece. I think also where you define success is where you put your energy and your time and um, your resources. And I've had to, even though it like sometimes makes me feel cringy, I've had to define success as fiduciary success right. so that I make the decisions that need to get made. Right. I mean, in the end, it, we still have to live and we still have to provide yes. for our families. And Yes, you do it because you're passionate about it and it's fun, but like ultimately you have to make money doing yeah. it too. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, not it's at okay. all. It's mm okay. -hmm. Yeah. 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 No, this has been so fun and I appreciate you letting us come in your store. Absolutely. I want to um, show our listeners like a little... Well, and I can kind of tell you a little bit. So in the Procure Shop in Hyde Park, this is, and this is our pivot. So um, we are a gift store. And gifts are really a, a big kind of what we're hoping that people walk in here and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to gift to myself and I'm going to remember this place as a place to come back again and again mm -hmm. for great, unique gifts. And when you gift from here, you're also supporting uh, the women who made and produced the product. So um, we have everything from accessories to really unique um, self-care items. We have some beautiful things for littles, some great home goods. Um, we try really hard to vet everything in the store so mm -hmm. that it is um, hopefully eco-friendly, definitely safe, hypoallergenic, um, often allergy-friendly and thoughtful. Right. A lot of our fabrics are organic or recycled. So we try to have a lot of I intention like behind our sourcing. Yeah, it looks like your candles are too, like all, mm -hmm. yes. and, and lotions and stuff, all good ingredients. Yes, and everything's all that. natural. Yes. And um, yeah, it's it's been a journey finding it all, but yeah. There's a purse right over, right next to <laughs> Stephanie's head that I'm like, I've been eyeing. I'm like trying not to look at it. <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to look at it after this though. And so this is the fun thing. Like everything has a cool story. So these bags that are kind of over our head mm -hmm. are all, um, they are all recycled, recycled, upcycled rattan. Um, a lot of them are handmade mm -hmm. and they're, wow. yeah, they're designed by um, a woman that we work with. And is there like a rigorous application process that they have to go through in order to get their products in your shop? So there is an application process. Um, how rigorous it is kind of depends. I mean, we, this really is about building a relationship. So yes, there's a long application. If people don't completely fill it out, it sometimes it turns into conversations. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll have to get the link and all the information yeah, for some of you you know, starting off your business or yeah. small business owners that want to expand so that you guys can connect and, uh, yeah. And join. people can find out all about procure at shopprocure.com. Um, we have two social media feeds. So the Tampa one is shop procure TPA. Um, follow us, come and see us. You'll find all of our events, how to apply. If you're a business owner, um, we do a lot of really interesting networking events for business owners too, um, with different groups in the community. So lots of great opportunity at procure shop. Christina, thank you. This has been so great um, for our listeners that are listening online um, or are watching this. Um, we'll, 
you know, give you a little preview if you're listening um, and not watching. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us as always. Mm -hmm. And until next time, guys, live bold and boss up. Thank you.